You're listening to SM Media, the number one place for exclusive content. Hi everyone and welcome to the final episode of the Scottish Football Show Extra for 2021. I'm Scott McPike, it's an absolute pleasure to be your host as always. We've got a Rutherglen Glencairn special in this week's episode. We're delighted to be joined by the Rutherglen <coughs> manager, Wally Harvey. Wally, it's a pleasure to welcome you on the show. Thanks very much for joining us. Thanks for having us, Scott. An absolute pleasure. I look forward to this one. And we're also joined by one of the star men at Rutherglen, Jack, Mo- Jack McElveen. Jack, it's a pleasure to welcome you on. Thanks for coming on. Cheers, mate. Pleasure. It's a pleasure. It's been a... Before we get into talking about the season, before we get into talking about the football and things like that, can we first just say, Wally, it's an it's great to see you healthy and on the show. It's a, obviously the it's been a difficult few months for you. How have you been? I in fairness, it's probably more difficult for my family uh, because a lot of the time I really didn't have a clue what was happening. But right. you know, I mean, I come out of it and you find out what sort of things were happening. Uh, you realise it was a lot more serious than I knew. But no, brilliant on. It's great to be back. Um, 99.999% back to normal. Just a wee bit more and I'll be there. Just still going to take a wee bit easy, but no, I'm fine. I'm perfect. Brilliant. Delighted to hear it and delighted to see you back. Jack, how good is it to have, have Wally back after the, the few months he was away? Obviously, it must have been a different for the dressing room with, with the manager not there. Ah, uh, it was it was different. Obviously, Gaffer's not there, but uh Obviously, Joe was there. Uh, Joe's the number two. So, obviously, Joe's similar to Willie in terms of demands the same stuff and that, but a big miss. Well, how, how good were the, the coaching staff and obviously the players kind of binding together during that time to, to get things right on the park? Well, I think it's, it shows by the results that they've had. And Joe, Joe and me have been together since away Blantyre days, in fact. I was coaching at Glencairn when Joe Price was a player at Glencairn at South Florida. We actually go back. And a lot of people, a lot of call me the gaffer. Everybody at the club knows that me and Joe are basically one and the same. You know, Joe's got as much saying things as I have. It just comes down to it. Sometimes if somebody's got to make that final decision, then that's when I'm the gaffer. But for one, a better word. I mean, myself and Joe are as close to a joint manager as you'll get and absolutely no problem whatsoever knowing that the club was in safe hands with Joe and Hutchie and Stevie Aitchison. So that wasn't a problem for me and I knew the players would respond to the guys because I'm used to them. We've been together for a long time. The boys that are there know Joe, they know Hutchie, they knew Stevie Hutchison, so, eh, Stevie Aitchison, sorry. So, nah, um, they've done, done a great job and the boys have done us really, really proud. Brilliant. Jack, before we get into talking about the the campaign so far, what was it like for you? Obviously, been off for a wee while away on the park. How how hard was it to get back into a routine before the season started? Aye, it was tough. Uh, I was just wasn't to get back. To be fair, just training, uh, playing friendlies and stuff. Just kind of wait to get back into it. You know what I mean? So it was tough to start with that, but after a while, you were just you were just happy to be back. Well, before before we before we started the season, we had you on the preview show. And we basically asked you just what was the targets for the season, and you said staying up was the main thing. But it's obviously it's a sitting ninth in the league, nine wins, three losses, eight draws. How how would you feel about that at the start of the season? 
at the start of the season, I could probably bit the horn off you for that, you know, because it, it, the main coming into the turn of the year, that completing the first phase of the season and if COVID was to shut this, the league down again, then we'd be safe. Mm-hmm. So that's always going to be a positive. But I certainly hope we don't get shut down because uh, I'm not confident the squad of boys that will go and the way they commit themselves. You know, I mean, very seldom we've got less than 18 people at training. You know, I mean, their turnout to training is absolutely second to none. The boys work really, really, really hard. They work hard on a Saturday. They've got their ups, they've got their downs. The bad days are good days. But no, I'd, I'd a bit in the hand after you at this point to, to be sitting where we are at this point. Jack, question your overall thoughts in the league position so far? Aye, uh, I think we've, we've done well. Uh, obviously, it's a, it's a tough league, so uh, we've grinded at results and stuff, and obviously, I think feel like we could have nicked maybe a, a wee goal here and there, but I think we've done well. It's tough, so aye, done well so far, I think. Well, let's get into the, the start of the season. We'll start with your opening victory against Largs. How good was it to go off to a winning start? Oh, it, was a, it was a great start because Largs, I mean, we seem to, for some reason, end up doing it Largs most seasons at the start of a season. And it's always tight. We won nothing here or uh, one each uh, either way. But doing there that year, I thought uh, this year, the start of the season, we played really, really, really well. Really well. Uh, totally dominated the game and deservedly came out the winners. Uh, I mean, it was only one nothing up to probably the last five minutes and Ross Smith who was one of the other boys for the 21s at the start of the season, was with us, uh, scored a second goal, came off the bench and scored the second one to finish the game off for us. Uh, so it was a really, really good start to get three points right away. Brilliant. Jack, what was your thoughts on the opening, opening day? Was it good to, for the dressing room to go off to a good start? Uh, I, I never played uh, the opening game, to be fair, but it was a good, good start. You can't ask for anything there. So aye, the boys were happy with that. Three defeats after that against Meadow, Darwin and Pollock. Wally, are they are they kind of understandable given the, the quality of those teams? And was there any of those games you felt you could have done a bit better? We should have beat Pollock. I mean, we should have got at least a point at York and Lake. Uh, Pollock, goalkeeper, Longyear kept him in the game for the first, and I'm sure Murdy, because Murdy actually said it to me, that we could have been out of sight by half time in that game. Uh, but Boy Longyear was. <laughs> You know, I mean, if I could have got onto the park to punch him, I would have. You know, he, he was he was outstanding. He, I mean, he pulled out three top class saves. We could have, we could have easily be four, four Paul scored in the first fifteen minutes. We could have been three nothing up, and deservedly so. And, and I don't think we'd have lost it to that point. So disappointed to lose that get two one that finished up. I think and Paul players were actually asking at the side. Long to go, long to go, asking the ref, long to go. <laughs> uh, we put them under that much pressure to try and get the equaliser. So, no, we've done really well. And against Hawking Lake, you know what I mean? one nothing. Uh, and again, I thought we deserved at least a draw out of that game. At least a draw out of that game. Uh, unfortunately, I wasn't at, I wasn't at the Darville game. Uh, kind of, there's a reason behind that. Uh, and Joe put charge, but the reports came from Joe was that Darville played really well. Really strong team that day. Uh, but it was two, two on goals, in fact, that day. It cost us a game. But Joe said that up to that point, believe it or not, Darwin was the best team we had played in that group between Paul Ockenlet and Darwin. So to come out of there with nay points 
was, was pretty disappointing. But, but I remember right where I, I thought for winning, no, winning must have came after the Derby. Uh, I no, definitely out of the three, out of the three games to have taken nothing for the three games was disappointing, and, and that starts to give you a wee worry when you went that long without points. The the run was ended with a draw away to Hurlford. Jack Hurlford have been doing pretty well. That that was must have been a massive point against Hurlford away. Aye, big point. Uh, just it was one of the ones. It was you know, we just wanted something at the game. Uh, I think maybe with a with a bit of hand after a point in there, it'd be fair in my opinion. Uh, so aye, good point. That one one draw against Hurlford, and then that. Unbelievable 4-4 game against the Buffs at, at mm. Rutherglen. Wally, we'll start with the Hurlford game. That's that would that's a kind of probably two even teams, I would say, in the the scale. How big was that point? And then obviously that mental buffs game. How, how does, where does that rank as a a game you've you've been a part of? I definitely got the big end down to tell you was he scored the goal. So he's give his he's missed shot there. He was he scored the equalizer. He, no, it was good to break the, the losing run, you know, and it was away from home. You didn't hold for uh, anywhere down in there, sure, you could didn't, you know, most of these teams, you could do in there knowing you've got a battle and, you know, you're, we, were one nothing, we were one nothing done and the boys could have quite easily, you know, let the heads that you didn't after the last three results. But as I say, all credit to them, you know, they rolled up the sleeves and battled and the big fella came up with a goal for us. And, and I feel at the end of the game, one each was about right. So I thought a draw in that game was, was the proper result. Jack, obviously that 4-4 game against the Buffs, you were 4-1 down and brought it back. An unbelievable result. What was your memories of that game? Uh, we started off slow, to be fair. Uh, I, think, I think we were 4-0 down at a point. No, I think at half-time it was maybe 4-0, 4-1 maybe. And uh, we were just in the change room, obviously. Had a nightmare, scrum up. And uh, obviously we get... They get our ass kicked, so um, totally fuck up our ideas. So uh, back out and just everybody, just everything, basically every time we went out the park, we scored, I felt. Uh, so I buzzing with that after the game. Well, how big is it as a manager when you're, you're kind of 4-1 down in a game with that against a proper good team and come back and to, to four each at home? It must have been massive. It was massive. Uh, the disappointing thing was, was that, the way we started and the way we played, you know, it's it as if we, we gave them too much respect. And uh, I don't like that. I mean, give respect to every club, whether it be the lowest ranked club in the other divisions, whether it be the highest. The players will tell you, I, I, I keep demanding and I keep pointing out to them, clubs like Auchin Lake and Pollocks and that, they win things because they play at the same level all the time, no matter who they're playing against. You know, an Auchin Lake will play the way against Paul the way they would play at a top game and they would take that same attitude into doing away one of the teams for away at the lower division you know and, and people say that if you know going and beating teams five is uh, seven and eight nine ten nothings is a lack of respect and I, I say that's the opposite so that's you showing respect to the, the team that you're playing because you're giving them your full attention you're, you're giving them what they expect and there's no use saying right well we'll take it easy because we're, we're five or six up and, and and I think that's the way football should be because I, I would take it as a disrespect if a team weren't giving me their full ability on a Saturday and against Cowan in, in the second half 
you know, as the big and just said, they, they certainly got it kicked uh, at half time. And they came out and it, it was like somebody had just changed the two teams around, you know, and by the end of the game, uh, Kilwinnan were holding on. And we were actually praying to get a fifth goal because Kilwinnan done it to us a couple of seasons before. We were 4-1 up and Kilwinnan ended up beating us 5-4 by scoring four goals in the last 10 minutes. Uh, so I was praying and praying that we could have got the turnaround, you know, to sort of cancel out that experience. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, we, we weren't able. But no, again, it's done to attitude. And their attitude in the first half was stinking. They know that, so I, I can say it out loud. Their attitude was absolutely stinking. But the second half, they showed what they can do and they showed how good a team they can be. And as Jack said, it just seemed every time we went up the park, we were going to score a goal. And so we, we thoroughly deserved that. In fact, at a point, I thought we had more, chance, most, more chances. We could have probably got a, a victory into that game. After that, it kind of goes on. He's gone a good run. The two wins against Ben Bob and Rob Roy. Obviously, that was Sammy's with a, a defeat talking late. But you were probably unlucky not to get something, as you have already said. The Ben Bob and Rob Roy games, Jack, they're obviously two big clean sheets away from home. They're, they're good results to get, obviously, if you're to stay up against two teams who would probably be in the kind of similar thoughts at the start of the season? Aye. Uh, <laughs> big results. I just keep cl- you just keep climbing up the, the, the table if you're, you're beating teams like that. That's the teams you'd expect to be maybe there or run about. Uh, well, at the start of the season, you would have thought that anyway, but uh, aye, brilliant results. Uh, just, just need to keep going. Mm-hmm. Well, what about the two results, uh, Ben Bob and Rob Roy, do they stick out as big wins? The big wins because they came after it, as I say, we hadn't had a win for a wee while mm-hmm. and we had draws and we had played well in games and hadn't got points, eh, sorry, hadn't got the re- results. But then at Benburb, we went to Benburb and, and I think Benburb fancied their chances that day. And to be quite honestly, we just basically outplayed them. And I think everybody at Rob Roy would, would tell you the same thing. The midweek game against Rob Roy, we just blew them right off the park. You know, we started really, really well really strong, took our chances and never felt under any threat during that game. You know, and I wouldn't say it was easy, but it was comfortable mm-hmm. that, that day. And getting two results back to back that without losing goals, gives up this conference is there, here cleans you up the league, a couple of games like that, a couple of points, cleans you up the league, and all of a sudden trainings, the training nights are different, you know. And that's the one thing, even when we, we weren't picking up the results, I still had the same commitment at training. But when you're getting victories, the training session is different. There's more fun in it. You, you can see there's more relaxing because if you're losing points, you know the players are turning up at training, wondering what's going to happen. What sort of session are we going to have? What are we going to do? Are we, are we going to be busted? Are we going to be doing this? Are we going to do that? You know, so, no. The boys have done really well at the two games. Jack, we're going to that Coburnley game, the 2-1 defeat. Was that, a, was that a tough one? Aye, tough one to take, obviously, getting into it. Coburnley were down running about the bottom, so it was an our eyes that I must three points, in my opinion, anyway. Uh, and obviously, we just had a, a, an absolute nightmare. Never showed up, so tough one to take, but you, you can't really dwell on it. You just need to try and push on to the next game and, and pick another three points up next week. So, aye, it was tough. Wally, the two wins after that, Blantyre and Bonnet, and they're two games that 
you probably felt you probably should have won. Were they obviously another two big wins against teams kind of that bottom end of the league? Again, in fairness, that's at that point Joe was running things because I was in hospital at that point yeah. in time. But you know, leading reading up to that, you would expect we would hope to win the games. Uh, we'd be looking at the games. If you're looking at the games through the season, looking at places where you hope to pick up points and I, I never say expect to pick up pick up points, but hope to pick up points. You would certainly say we would certainly say Bonington would look we'd hope to pick up points there. And Blantyre, which was my old club before I came to Glencairn, uh, we were looking because we beat them earlier on in the season. Plus, they had a dip in form. They had lost a couple of games, but they had just beat Cumnock in the cup. Yeah. And I'd been up and watched them. And it looked as if right, they, might, they might have turned the corner a wee bit because they played well that day against Cumnock and deservedly uh, beat Cumnock to nothing. Uh, I, had went, I had went to watch them rather than go to our own game. To say at that point, Joe was in charge. He was running things. So we were playing Blantyre, and I said to Joe, well, I'll just go and watch Blantyre and see how things are and what's what. But aye, massive. That, that, these are the games that we've got to look at. You've got to look at all the clubs running about you. Mm-hmm. You've got to look at the clubs running about you, and you've got to keep taking points off of them. That, that's, that's where you survive. You can't really afford to drop points to clubs who are maybe hanging on to your shirt tail. You want them after your shirt tail. You want them to leave your lane. You want to put as much space between you as you can. And that was the two, two, the two wins were big ones. Jack, would you go along with that for the dressing room? Two big ones? Aye, two big wins. As well as says, uh, as I gaffer says, just two big wins. Teams that we would like to hope to beat. So, uh, aye. <sighs> aye, aye, aye. The one, you know, the... Was the gone after result the one of the, the sorest ones of the season, Wally? I, I know obviously you weren't there, but a five-one defeat at home cat is, is never good, is it? No defeat at home is any good. You know, I mean, it's I keep telling the players uh, you've got to fight for everything. And if anybody's got to, if anybody's going to beat you, then make sure that you can walk in after the game, look at the mirror, and look yourself in the eyes. And I think it's fair to say, as I say, I, I wasn't there. I, I was still hospitalised at that point yeah. uh, but I think it's fair to say speaking to Joe that there's no many of them that day could have walked into the dressing room and looked herself in the eye and said that they'd given everything keep telling the players you can have a bad game says everybody has bad games but there's no excuse for lack of effort so if you're having a bad game then you've got to make up for it by working harder the ball's coming off you you're mishitting the ball and you're, you're making mistakes it happens it happens at our level of football. It happens at every level of football. But you've got to make up for that by putting in the work, you're working really hard and try to help as best you can. But when you've got maybe eight or nine players on the day, it just wasn't working. And fairness what I'm like to believe is I know it was a case of going after and scored every time we come out of the park. And we had a few chances. And Joe said to me, he says, in fairness, it actually could have ended up five each. He says, or it could have ended up 10 nothing. You know, that, that was the sort of game it was. I think it's one of the games you've just got to bury it and move on. What was your first game back after the after your... Nielsen. Nielsen. As I say, it's not a case that I'm back yet. Mm-hmm. Joe and Hutchie are still in charge. Yeah. Uh, I came back onto the dugout a wee bit sooner than I was expecting to because Stevie Hutchison... Uh, I keep saying Stevie Hutchison for some reason. Stevie Hutchison uh, moved to Cumnock. Uh, which we were expecting and we've seen it coming. So I spoke to Joe and I spoke to Hutchie 
and uh, we agreed that I would come onto the bench, come into the dressing room, and just basically be a sounding board. You know, they two were still picking the team. They were talking to me about the team. Joe always kept me in touch about his team selections and all that, but it was all down to Joe. Joe, Joe was the gaffer. Uh, so I basically just came onto the bench and there as a sounding board. Another another set of eyes to somebody misses something, somebody sees something, uh, somebody picks up on something. And that's basically why I ended up back on the dugout at Nielsen. But at this point, Joe is still the gaffer. He's still running the team at this moment in time. Mm -hmm. Jack, what went wrong that day against Gornafton? Uh, just never showed up, mate, to be honest. Uh, just had a nightmare. Just thought, like, I don't even know how to explain it, to be honest. It was just sometimes you just get days like that. Uh, just uh, forget about it and move on to the next game. Mm. Jack, we'll, we'll start with you for this one. The the Clyde Bank defeat and then the 3-3 the three, three draw with bees there. Clyde Bank, obviously, it's a, one of the top teams in the league. Were you, were you unlucky that day, Jack, not to get in at the game? I, I feel we were unlucky. Uh, it was a pretty even game, I'd say. Uh, and then, obviously, we scored. It was just after half-time. So, after, obviously, when we scored, we were thinking we could grab three points here. And we, were, we, fell, we, we held out and we done well. It was just maybe... Just maybe the last 10 minutes, man, we were starting to get tired, maybe. And to be fair, it was too well taking goals. So, obviously, well, one was the ball in the box, it was just maybe just switched off for a, a wee <coughs> second. But their second goal was uh, a well taken goal. So, it was just, it was a, a gutty to be fair uh, that we dropped the, the three points, but we felt that we should have got something with it. Well, when you potentially at the end of the season, when you look back in the this run, the 3-2-1 over Rossville, the 3-0-1 away to Blantyne and the 3-3 draw with Bees, could they be seven massive points at the end of the season? Absolutely. absolutely. I mean, especially the, the point to pick up at Bees, you know, you're 3-1 doing it and you're on the 88th minute. The game's finished as far as everybody's concerned. But as I say, that that's where I've got to applaud these set of players. They don't give up. They don't give up, you know, and it's something we've tried to install into the team. It doesn't matter how long the game is running, you keep going right to that last whistle. Again, the game's not always 90 minutes. Sometimes the game is 95, 96 minutes. So if you give up and you stop, then you'd be as well not actually starting for the first minute. You've got to take it right to the death and you get your rewards. And that they got their rewards that day, you know what I mean? And, they actually could have got a fourth goal right at the end when a cross came into the box and they were unlucky to get in the end of it and they could have actually won the game 4-3. You know what I mean? So, no, that 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 was a massive, massive point. Uh, no disrespect to Rosville, we would be, we were probably looked upon and expected to beat Rosville that day. They just no longer the change of management. Uh, so, these these are points that, as I say, the teams are about us doing in that area. We need to be beaten. We need to be taking points for Jack, another comeback when a comeback point against Bees. You love a comeback, don't you? Aye, that was mental that day, to be fair. Uh, just didn't stop playing at the final whistle, so everybody just... It was, I think it was two, two crosses into the box, two, two headers, uh, basically the last minute, so uh, it, was, it was a surprise, but uh, must have deserved it in the end, uh, must have deserved the point, so... Wally, the he's obviously a, a two-one defeat to Troon, and then two big wins against Bees and Cumnock. 
they were your last two league games nearly a month ago. It's been crazy how it's how it's worked out. But again, ho- two home wins against Bees and Cumnock, they're massive wins, aren't they? They're great ones, I it's, you know, I mean it's again that it was doing to, it, it's doing to how hard the boys work. And it's like, it's like in training, we tell we tell the boys at training, you know, when you're doing your runs and you're doing your sprints, don't sprint and then pull up five yards, ten yards away. Because you do that, you do that on a Saturday. You, you take that into a Saturday. Uh, and it's something we try to install in them. And I say the work rate, I, I really can't praise the team enough about their work rate. And, and that's, I mean, we've no individuals in the team. I mean, other teams that we have played have got individuals. But we have, the, the best thing, the, the biggest compliment I can give you on my side is are a team. A bunch of boys who work really, really hard for each other, you know, and they're there for each other. And as long as they keep doing that, they'll get the success that, that they deserve. And as I say, the beef game, the Cumberland game, that was all just doing a really, really hard work and, and putting everything into the game. And again, I, I remember rightly, it was last minute winners again, comebacks just at the death rate at the final again, which is always good because you're, if you're a team that can do that, then you know you're never out of it. Jack, what is it about this team? Obviously scoring late goals to get big big results. They two wins against Bean and Cumberland are massive. Ah, that's it. We just don't stop to the end, to be fair. Uh, to be fair, I think we do a lot of running and that in training, so I'd say we're a fit team, so... We don't really tire out of anything, so just push, don't stop to the final whistle goes, and sometimes a bit of luck's on your side. Mm-hmm. That's obviously the, the league for the time being. We'll touch a bit in your cup campaign so far. Before we get into talking about the, the cups you're a part of, the, the junior cup, Wally, what was, how hard was it a decision for the club not to <coughs> part in that? Well, it was a decision basically taken between myself, Joe, uh, Hutchie, H.E. and the committee. You know, and, and and we felt that it was just putting too many games on the table, you know, and so we, we basically felt that we owed our allegiance to the rest of Scotland League because that's a, that's the league we had moved into. Yeah. You know, and it's, don't get me wrong, the Scottish Cup was a massive pull, you know, especially when you realised that it was a possibility that you could go far away in it. And when I look at where we things are sitting new with all the clubs that are in it, then I would like to thought we would have been one of the teams that would have been there or thereabouts. You know, but we decided that it was just too many games too soon. So we decided to go along with the Demolition Cup as our route towards the Scottish Cup. Mm-hmm. Seniors, you know, and I think it's been the right decision. That, obviously, Demolition Cup, what was that like to be a part of? It's, it's, it's good. <laughs> I mean, it's... It's uh, basically, it, it just keeps you working away and, and in effect, it can take you into the, the Scottish Cup. I mean, we're in the semi-finals yet and it can go either way. Mm-hmm. It can, anyway, but if you, get, if you win this, you've then got a round robin against the South and the East, you know, and that gives you the option to play in the senior Scottish Cup next season, you know, as long as you meet the criteria, you know, and basically, we are already trying to get meet that criteria by getting our license anyway. But uh, we felt, well, if we don't get the license in time, this is the other option to get in. Uh, and it's been it's been a good cup for us, and we've done well with it. Good results. Mm-hmm. 
Jack, what about the, the South, the 2-0 defeat to St Anthony's? Was that a disappointing result? Aye, it was disappointing. Uh, obviously, you want to try and go far in the Cups and stuff, so it was hard to take. Uh, I wasn't there. I wasn't playing that day to be fair. Uh, I think I wasn't there or something, but uh, it was a hard, hard to take. Know what I mean? Uh, but you just some, as I say, like sometimes like, just doesn't go your way, and sometimes you just don't don't show up. So it happens. Mm-hmm. Well, the Kelly Pie Cups, obviously the West of Scotland Cup this this season. You've got off to a one start against Fenar. That was a a good Friday night one. Aye, it was. Even we actually had Fenar. In the first round of the Demolition Cup uh, earlier in the season, and up to half time, they gave us a real, you know, a real run for our money. It was nothing each at half time. We eventually ran out five nothing winners. Uh, so when we drew them again, we knew that they would be for a wee bit of revenge. We, you know what I mean? Because they've got a good proud history for back in their, in their amateur days and that mm-hmm. before they moved into the leagues. So we knew that we had to be up for our game, and, and we started reasonably well. You know. We, we contained them. We didn't feel as if we were under really any threat. And then we scored reasonably early on. I think it was about maybe 15 minutes. And I thought, well, we'll move on from there. We get a second one. I think maybe a possibility for that. I think, well, we're not going to beat them because you know they've been here longer. Blah blah blah. Uh, but we didn't. You know, we didn't take chances and come half time. Uh, and told players, look, just keep going the way we're going. You know and. Make sure we get a second goal, but then it doesn't always work. Best fans yeah, don't always work out that way. They came out, and for some reason, we sat back and allowed them into the game all of a sudden. And we were all of a sudden found ourselves at one each, you know. But, but after that, we we upped for the game a wee bit again. Um, Harry Mitchell scored an absolute terrific goal, yeah. yeah. I think they must be sick of the sight, Harry, because he scored a terrific goal against them and all in the other cup. And then we finished, we finished it off with penalty. So, all in all, in all sorry, my dog's just arrived in. <laughs> all in Come here, you. All, all in all, it worked, it worked out well for us. It was a good victory. Yeah, definitely. Jack, how good would it be for the team to get a, to get a good wee run in that cup? <clears throat> I think it would be brilliant. It's always good to, to get a run in the cups. Uh, and obviously, I know in the, the, the Scottish Cup event this year, so it would be good to... To go far, I think it's a West of Scotland's a, a big cup as well, so it'd be nice to, to, to try and go far, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. We'll touch a bit in your careers before we get into obviously the quick fire round. Wally, you had a, a established playing career. What was your kind of memories of your playing career? Yeah, it's probably the Scottish Cup final, uh, playing for Peter Sill against Pollock. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, not the best memory to be honest with you, the goal I lost because I was playing in goals and. I lost a really, really bad, a really bad goal. It was a goal that I should every day of the week I would expect it to save, but it was a tremendous experience. Hot summer's day, eh, two Glasgow rivals, Polk and Peter Sol. We were the basically we were the top teams in the West at that point in time. Eh, Polk had put out Let, we had put Cumnock in the quarterfinals. Uh, first first game was one. Eh, I say the goal I lost was it used to be on the start of Scott Sport every Sunday and we used to even like choke my dinner every Sunday afternoon watching it. Uh, but that, that would be a memory. We went to the semi-final and we played on the Wednesday. It was a great, it was a great crowd. It must have been about 30,000 at Hamden. Uh, we played on the Wednesday night and basically on the day Paul were a better team that, that night and they beat us 3-1. And 
deservedly on that that day. First game we deserved, we were the better team. Second game they were the better team. They took their chances and won the Scottish Cup. But, but that was a great memory. Who were some of the best players that you played with in your your time? Also, with some good characters back in the days. Oh, oh, you know, you people like Biggie and Young called Ty, who played at the back, who was the captain of Peter, so captain at Persia when I played at Persia, he was actually the best man at my wedding. And you had a striker who, even to the day, he still looks as if he's only 21, is we Andy Daly, you know, and with Pat Daly and uh, Jimmy Lindsay. You know, Jimmy, Jimmy Lindsay had, had the fit that, uh, to die for. But the unfortunate thing for us is we had a, we had a wee player, uh, David Gordon, who played for us in midfield and as this boy was a genius, the, the boy's foot, you know, he was absolutely, he's the best player I've seen in junior football, as far as I'm concerned. And the week before the cup final, he got clattered at training, right. you know, and he was at the cup final and he definitely, definitely would have made a big, big, massive difference to us. You know, we need to suspect who else we ever played in this prison. But we, we had some real good characters, you know, as I say, we all had good laughs and strong characters. But as I say, like I say, we Andy Daly, Ty Young, Jimmy Lindsay, uh, outstanding. Jack, what about yourself? What was your kind of early, early days before you got into the boys' clubs and all that? Who were your, kind of some of your heroes when you were growing up? Henrik Larson, just all... Growing up watching Henrik Larson play, you know what I mean, for Celtic. So, aye, Henrik Larson. <laughs> Brilliant. As well, get into the boys' club. Like, what was your, when did you first get the, the kind of bug for playing football? After I played since I, I was old enough to play, uh, maybe five or something, I'm not sure I played. I remember I obviously got in mini kickers and stuff as well. So, aye, I, I played since I, since I was old enough. Uh, played with Drum Sager, that was, I think it was Strindler to start with. Uh, so in our boys club and then we changed to Drumsagard and I was there for years so that was Brilliant Well it was always a plan to move into coaching when your playing days were up Aye Always Always had my eye on it you know and I always thought you know what would I do when it you know when it came to the point to stop playing and I always said aye in fact I actually probably went into it too soon you know I actually went into it when I was 30 year old you know, and I was as a goalkeeper, thirty-year-old was nothing. You know, and, and I was I was playing at a good level with Peter Saul and things like that. And the opportunity basically came along, and again it was due to Ian Young and Sammy Miller. That's, that's a player, God rest him, who's no longer with us. Uh, you took uh, Sammy Miller was a captain at Peter Saul. Uh, they took care of Peter Saul and uh, the management side of things. And basically gave me a call to see if I'd be interested to come back and goalkeeping coach at that time. And I basically said aye, but I think it was because it was Sammy and, and Ian asking me. And I, whether it was the right thing, whether it was the wrong thing, I'll, I'll never ever know. But I sometimes look back and regret saying I should have played a bit longer, you know, because... Uh, Without boasting too much, I was recognised as a decent goalkeeper. Mm-hmm. There was still clubs wanted to, to sign me at that at that point. You know, and as I say, thirty year old for goalkeepers, you know, that's still baby baby age for goalkeeper. But I, I the, the pull for for the coaching side of things was there, and I learned a lot as a goalkeeping coach watching the people run about me. Uh, for Ian Young, Ian, Ian, Ian had done his coaching badges and things like that. 
you know, and he'd a, he'd a terrific knowledge of football. So, aye, it was always, it was always in my mind that, that I wouldn't step away. Whether it had been junior, whether it had been kids' football, I'd have stayed involved at some point. Mm-hmm. And then obviously getting into management, how much of a step was that and where did you start that? Started at Villa Clyde. Uh, I moved to I moved Pierce Hill. When I left Pierce Hill, I went to Rob Roy uh, as assistant manager with uh, Timmy Gordon, Bobby Gordon. And once we left there, I got a phone call to Bobby Crilly. Bobby Crilly was my old manager at Villa Clyde. Right. And uh, he heard that, I, that, we were, that myself had left, we'd left uh, Rob Roy. Uh, would I be interested in come down and talk to him? So Villa Clyde was one of my old teams. I played for them, you know, and I went down and Bobby was been, had been my manager. So I went down and that, that was me stating in a sort of assistant manager. And then Bobby went to Lark Hall and the committee at Villa Clyde kindly asked me if I was interested in being a manager. And thanks to Bobby, Bobby had said to him, look, well, he's ready to go. It's time for him to be his own man now. Mm-hmm. He's, if he doesn't get the job, if he's he don't give him the job, then I'll be taking him to Lark Hall with me. You know, so the, the committee came to me and had a wee chat with my wife and things like that. And I thought, right, I, okay, I'll, I'll commit to this because I had to make sure I was going to commit to it. I had to be, you know, 100% or not, you know, so, and it was going to be all my decisions. And, and I said, I went for it and I thoroughly enjoyed it, thoroughly enjoyed it. And then um, going to Rutherglen as well, which, how's, how's that been for you? Which has been your kind of favourite memory since you took that job? In fairness, at Blantyre, there's only two teams that I would ever have left Blantyre for. Yeah. And, and that was Glencairn and Peter Hill. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, they're the two teams. I, I, if you talk to me in junior football now, I would say, I mean, I played for East Kilbride and I, I played for Villa Clyde. Uh, and I actually played for 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 Glencairn as, as well when uh, one of my goalkeeper took an injury, uh, and I played for a few weeks after that. But when Glencairn came along and with the conversation, and it was probably the hardest decision I'd ever made because I'd been seven years with Blantyre, you know, and we'd won the league twice. Uh, Good working committee, had a great relationship with them. They'd done everything he asked for them, you know, and to the point that it was probably the hardest thing that I could have done. And if it hadn't been Glencairn, I probably would have said no. I know for a fact that I'd have said no. But we Eddie Smith, who at the time was on the committee and all that, was what, uh, in amongst the, the hierarchy of the committee, he spoke to me and I went along, you know, and had an interview with him and got offered the job. And as I say, I had a really, really bad sleepless night, wondering if I'd done the right thing. Mm-hmm. Should, I be stay, should I be staying with, with Blantyre? And uh, one of the hardest thing I ever had to do was to got meet Andy McDade, who I'd become really, really friendly with, and having to tell him that I was leaving and that I, I was going to Glencairn. Uh, but in fairness, he's understood. and. I've still got, there's still a lot of the committee guys up there who I'm really, really friendly with. And I always, when I, when I go back, I'm always received kindly, you know. So that that, that was it. That, that was it. And so Glencairn just gets in your blood, I think. I think that's the best way to describe it. Yeah. Jack, what about yourself? How much you enjoyed your time at Glencairn so far? 
I met uh, enjoyed it uh, big time. Obviously, I was at the twenty ones beforehand, so obviously it's been a big step up. Uh, obviously, a lot of older faces and that, uh, and a bit older boys, so I've enjoyed it. Brilliant. Are you ready to put the spot? We're going to put you since it's the last show of the the year. We're going to put you both in the quickfire questions spot, and then we'll do the teammates with you. So I'm crap at, I'm crap at quickfire questions. Ah, same. No. <laughs> it's time to it's time to put you in the spot. Well, are you ready to start? We'll start with you. Right. Van Bronckhorst or Posta Coglu? Coglu. Who won the cup final? Celtic or Hibs? Celtic. Messi or Ronaldo? Ronaldo. Favourite film? Favourite film? Oh, Jesus. Eh, there's a question. Oh, my thing about Eagles there. But Eagles there. Very good. Best manager played under? Best manager played under? Uh, I would say Bobby Crilly. In a normal season, would you rather win the league or win the Scottish Cup? Win the league. Three players from other teams in the Premier Division to join Glen Cairn, who would they be and why? Three players? Oh, that's a wee bit hard. Eh, well, he's, not in the, he's not in the Premier League anyway. It was Dale Simeon I was going to go for. Eh, geez, well, do you know, there's no one, this is going to sound crazy. There's no enough of what I would change. Jay Mackay at Beef. Right. I'd love to have wee Jay back. I'd love to I'd love to have wee Jay back. Uh, try, I'm, I'm just trying to think basically against my own players who I would think could come in and replace. And, and I'm going to be honest, there's no money that I could think. That's crazy, isn't it, when you think about it? No, I'm sorry, I'm looking at you anyway. Best player played with? Best player with? Andy Daly. Best player played against? Best player against? Andy Daly. Most embarrassing moment in football? Scottish Cup final against Pollock. <laughs> best friend in the league? Who's your best friend in the, another manager in the league? So who would you, who would be your, kind of, if you're looking forward to a game, who, who's the guy you can look forward to having a drink with after the game? Uh, not really sort of saying friendly-wise because I, I don't really spend a lot of time in the fraternity or the management's uh, I would probably say I, I would be quite like enjoying with Tucker and a couple of beers and having a chat with him. I would, I would, I would like that. Favourite other sport? Favourite other sport, fishing. Right, Jack, it's your turn to be put in the sport. Are you ready for these? Aye, on you go, mate. Daft question, Van Bronckhorst or Postacoglu? Postacoglu. Who won the cup final on Sunday? Celtic or Hibs? Celtic. Messi or Ronaldo? Ronaldo. Favourite film? Step Rolls. The biggest question of the night, who's the best manager you've played under? <laughs> uh, William Harvey. <laughs> Would you rather win the league or win the Scottish Cup? Uh, the league. You can pick three players to be a teammate with you. Rutherglen, who would it be in the Premier Division? It's uh, a hard one. I don't really know MD, to be honest. Darl Murrow, Darl was a good player. Uh, John Kelly, go and uh, I, I, I've not got an one. I don't know what to be honest. Best player played with Anton Finn. Best player played against Anton Finn. <laughs> Most embarrassing moment in football. Had a good few to be fair. 
I know I have, but I can't remember any. Uh, on trial at Queen's Park, uh, obviously on trial, man, went to a penalty shout after that, a lot of penalty. Basically passed it straight, passed it right to the keeper. <laughs> Favourite other sport? Uh, boxing. Who's your best, who's the best friend you've got in a, another team in the league? <coughs> or who's your, who, who's your kind of pal in another team like? In the Premier League, and 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 around the West, who's who sticks out? It doesn't need to be the Premier Division. Just any any team. Who's who's a good pal uh, in our team? Anthony, uh, Peter Sow. Right. Okay. Okay. We're going to move into the teammates round. This is where we we ask you both to stick some of your the players at the the club in, and who's the best, who's the worst, etc. So there's a few good ones here, right, Jack? We'll we'll ask you the questions, and then Wally, you can obviously chime in with your. If you agree or disagree with his answers, all right? You got Right. Jack, you ready for these? Aye. Who's the best dancer? Matty McGinley. Who's the worst dancer? Fraser Malcolm. Who could be a future manager? Dan Miller. Wally, who could be a future manager? Who do you see about yourself in that dressing room? Aye, he's spot on with that one. Dan Miller or uh, McAvoy. Who's the best trainer? Is that by me or Jack? Jack. Uh, don't know. I don't know who's the best trainer. Uh, Tommy Lone. Wally, why? Help him. Who's the best trainer? Good. Between Tommy Lone and Sean McGuire. Jack, who's the worst trainer? Greg Leach. Agree with that? Aye. Who's the team hard man, Jack? Scott Seanwell by a country mile. <laughs> Who's the most skillful? Uh, skillful, Harry Mitchell. Nah, see, man, I would probably agree with that. Wally, would you? Oh, I absolutely, 100%. Quickest player, Jack? Quickest player? I don't know who I don't know who's the quickest player. Uh, Rico Owen, maybe. Well, who wins the bleep test at the training? Tommy Lowe. Who's, who's the slowest, Jack? Nick <laughs> Best character in the dressing room? They're uh, all probably between Kieran Coleman, Scott Seanville, maybe. Wally, who's who did you get a kick out in the dressing room? Who's a good laugh? Who's a good laugh in the dressing room? I would say, surprisingly enough, the uh, big Michael Burns quite witty, but it's in a dry sense. But I would I would say the other two, I but they tend uh, Sconeville and Coleman tend to bounce off each other a wee bit. So I I would I would go with that. Jack, who's got the worst dress sense in the dressing room? It's Christmas night out season. There must have been a few howls. Big Matt and McGinley's Jack Mother's jacket he wore out by the way. Shocking. Well, is there anything in the team you've thought is a pretty bad dress sense? Bad dress sense? Uh, let me think. I've not been to any night suit. I'm just seeing what shows up. Aye. Oh, aye, aye, aye. At, at the Nielsen game, Coleman. <laughs> Coleman turned up like Andy Pandy on a woolly coat. <laughs> right, final question of the team base round, Jack. Who's the teacher's pet? Who's very close to the manager? 
Dan Mark, captain, probably. Wally, who do you feel is the closest to you in the dressing room? Oh, a bit bad here. Uh, closest? I think just because he's been with us the longest, I would say we Sean Maguire. Maguire, been right. been that, for 10 years. Aye, brilliant. Right, this is the time of the show where we get some dirt on you for a couple of, of sources. They've not disappointed to you. I've got this quote to read for Wally, and Wally, I think you'll probably know who it's from when you hear it. If I played a blind guy at cards, I'd tie his dog to a post to make sure I won. What's that? Where does that come from? I think, well, I know where it came from, but I don't know who's put it on. It was Tony Fraser. He's up at Cumbernauld now, but that's, that's who put it on originally. Tell us that story. How did that? Where did that come from? It, there was all quotes from all senior managers, you know, like Guardiola and all that and all that stuff. And I went like that, and I just made a statement at training one night. I says, "Poppy, that's my granddaughter's just walked in the room." I know. I says, uh, and I went like that. I says, "Well, I'll tell you what." I says, "I want you win that much." I says that I would tie a blind man's dog. If I was playing poker, I would die, I would tie a blind man's dog to the to the table so that he couldn't win. <laughs> Can you ask Wally about the time he wore a dodgy pair of luminous green shorts in Mexico with a really weird pose in the photo? Peter Ferguson. Go to be Peter Ferguson. That was, I can't reveal the sources, but I, I was on, I was on a I was on a trip in Mexico on a uh, horse in the water. Right, Peter Ferguson. That's going to be Peter Ferguson. <laughs> Jack, a couple for you here. Ask Jack about the Glen Cairns 21 Scottish Cup final performance when he only got five minutes and his pals shouting from the stand that he's only on because they're winning in front of a thousand people. Aye, uh, John Kelly, yeah. Aye, <laughs> uh, unreal. Aye, <laughs> uh, that was up there. Embarrassing. It's <laughs> another one as well. Can you also ask Jack about when he made up the rumour about the four going to Rangers for 11 million when he was playing in the Champions League? Oh Jesus! Aye, uh, years ago I was a wee guy, man, and my dad told me, told me this unbelievable story, man. Defoe was going to Rangers, and I went and told all my pals, stitched up a belter. <laughs> I think it was Rangers were going to liquidation. And I'm shouting that at my pals. <laughs> well, you've been around the game for a while. There must be some good kind of stories that stick out. Is there a particular dressing room story that sticks out in your mind? <laughs> aye, I'm not, I'm not going to name the player. <laughs> It's when I was at this when I was at a Villa Clyde and we were we were struggling, we were fighting really we were actually fighting relegation. And you know, been a bit, the players have been a wee bit down through the week and all that at training and we were going to play Kerluk. We had to beat Kerluk to to win, you know, to stay to stay promoted. So we're in the dressing room and you know in Went in the dressing room and I'm looking at the dressing room and I'm, oh, I really was concerned because the body language and everything was just done. So I've read the team out and I'm trying to lift them all that and I'll say, look, come on, it's a, it's a cup final, you know, just we go, we get a victory. I think I think I look won the league. Oh, I think I look won the league that year. Uh, so we were sort of basically third boat in the league and Kalut were top of the league. And we had to be at the top of the league and we had hardly won many games all year. And so the players were a real downer. And I'll just stick them in, Rob Kerr. Mm-hmm. As they bred the team out, <laughs> started all getting ready. 
everybody's stripped. So I'm, I've turned away and I'm, I'm speaking to Big Rob Torrance at the time because he was my coach at Gaelic Life. And I'm, I'm, I'm talking away, I'm talking away, sorry, uh, Andy White, it wasn't he, sorry, it was Andy White. And I was speaking to Andy White and he just burst out laughing. And I went, what are you effing laughing at? He says, Gaffer, you want to turn around? I went, what do you mean? He says, Gaffer, turn around, turn around. And there's that pair stoning, full bash, suspender, stones, and everything under the gear. And he's got red and stuff, and he's stripping. I went, what are you doing? He says, well, he says, I'm playing at the back. He says, She's an history because she's been scoring all season. He says, so when he sees me, he might want to score with me. <laughs> <laughs> that was it. Everybody buckled. And we actually won the game 3 nothing and stayed up that year. It was brilliant. That, that was the funniest thing I've seen. Yeah, there's a couple of things that Peter Sullen all, but I'm not going to go into them. <laughs> brilliant. We'll take a look at what's coming up, obviously, and we're, we're recording this on a Friday night. Obviously, you've got a big game tomorrow against Troon. Jack... The winter break's coming fast. How big would a win be tomorrow? Uh, it'd be massive. You want to finish, obviously, finish your, your year on a high. So, be massive. And uh, I think uh, a win would take us up, up a bit as well. So, aye, be massive. Well, how big would that? How big is that game tomorrow before the, the break? Well, as I say, the, a, win, a win tomorrow uh, guarantees us if it goes to, if the, the season went to lockdown. That that would be us. We we'd be we'd be still in the Premier League after after the when we come back. So it's massive. But I keep telling the players we look up. We don't look at the players doing the club doing below us. Massive three points. Finish, finish the season in a high. We've uh, won four in a row. That would be five in a row. You know, and I, I don't think we've ever won five in a row because four in a row was the first we've done for a wee while. So five in a row would be nice. Yeah, definitely. We'll touch a bit on what's uh, the plans for the club. Obviously, you've submitted your application to join the, the SFA as a member and the, the stadium's obviously improves a lot and improvements to infrastructure. Wally, how kind of big is the, the next few months for the club to get, obviously, a, a bit of improvement in the infrastructure and obviously that SFA membership that a lot of other clubs are getting? It's not so much the next few months. It's the, it's the past couple of months. I mean, we've had people like Peter Ferguson who... Without what he's done, we wouldn't be in the position we're in to go there. And then we're president, uh, Elizabeth Allen. You know, she she's she was a, a lecturer in university, a proofreader, and now she's done a, a lot of the, the paperwork stuff, stuff that other people wouldn't be able to do. Yeah. The structure of the stadium, I mean, we've got one of the better stadiums in it. It's just some tidying up, some some signage and all that. We had a we had a meeting during the week there uh, last Tuesday to see where we are because we've got our first audit on January, say the twelfth or the twentieth, uh, for our first audit, and we think at the minute we're probably ninety five percent compliant, you know, and we feel by the time the audit comes in, we'd expect to be hundred percent compliant. So we're we're pretty. Pretty, pretty confident and very, very hopeful that this time next year we will be a registered senior team with the SFA. Brilliant. Jack, how good would that be for, for yourself and the, the other players at the club to have they kind of big games in the likes of the Scottish Cup and things like that? How good would it be to see the club go in that direction? I'd be brilliant. I obviously, as a player, you want to play against big teams and play at as high a level as you can, so it'd be, it'd be brilliant. And obviously, not only for the players, but for the club as well. 
Yeah, definitely. But we can only wish you all the best for the season ahead. It's been an absolute pleasure to have you both on the show. Thanks very much for doing it. You're welcome, Scott. Have a good right. Christmas and a good New Year. Thank you very Thank much. You, you as well. Thanks very much to everyone that's tuned in. Please subscribe to our podcast and YouTube channels and follow us on social media. Thanks very much, everyone. See you soon. Cheers. Mm-hmm.